0: Welcome to Finding Middle Path, a podcast about all things DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, and the resources around it. I'm your host, Rachel Jolstrom, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in the Kansas City area. We see people in person and online in Missouri and in Kansas. If you want to find out how you can work with us, please visit us at FindingMiddlePath.com. Now today we're going to be talking about the thing that we probably needed to talk about way back when, and that is telehealth, the importance of it, why we're still doing it, and why it's just going to be the new thing that we do from here on out. So stick with us as we talk all things telehealth. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. I am so excited to continue to talk with you about resources and the importance of not just DBT, but all types of therapy. And of course, one of the resources that we've really used the most during COVID is telehealth. We started this in March of 2020, and I personally have not seen a client in person since that time. There might have been one one one-off situation but we wore our mask and it was a necessary family session but from here on out that's all we do now and we've learned how we can even do family sessions through zoom and uh, we have the hipaa approved zoom version and through our software that we utilize through our company uh, that we use our ehr it has telehealth built into it And many people are kind of still lost on what is telehealth? Why are we still doing it? Um, You know, it feels so impersonal sometimes. How do we, I know I'm still getting the best care. Let me just tell you, first of all, I love telehealth. I I really almost prefer it to in person. And I'm going to talk about why in, in a few minutes, but let's first talk about telehealth in general. What is it? Now for us, that, that definition would be that we do a video platform, and if I need to walk through and tell you a little bit more about that, I'd be happy to, but we use a video platform where we see each other via video chat. And it looks and feels just like a FaceTime, it looks and feels just like um, a Zoom. And we do it for the amount allotted 53 minutes, um, which is an hour sometimes. And we we do that with the clients and we meet with them weekly or biweekly. Now the telehealth piece can feel a little convoluted, especially if you don't feel tech savvy. I will say our software and what we utilize tends to be a little bit easier you click a link, you put in your name, and it you're there, right? Um, there is a login process to make sure that it's you, and we verify that it's you. But um, again, it's an encrypted system, and so it's there, there's no going back and using that link again. It's a one-time use link. Um, we love it. We absolutely love it. In fact, the software we use is Simple Practice. Um, we're very happy with how far they've continued to develop it. They are continually looking to try and improve it. Um, and I will say we had a few glitches at the very beginning and we wanted to make sure we had enough backup resources. And so (laughs) we use zoom as a backup option. And we also, if needed, we use FaceTime. FaceTime is encrypted. Um, it's not our favorite use but if necessary, sometimes it just works using cellular data. Clients can log in on their phone, on their computer, um, and they have an online portal where they can book with us 24-7. Uh, they can also see any of their documentation or, um, well, not their documentation, but any of their billing um, documentation there. Um, and it's, it's really great to utilize. I've been very satisfied with the service that we use. I think what's really nice is we also have the opportunity to send, uh, and we do this anyways, even if it's not telehealth, but we send reminders. And um, we also prompt you 15 minutes before your appointment time. And we let you just remember as to your appointment. But it's good to note that not just the software and the ease of, you know, trying to cut down any type of barriers that the client and clinician might run into, especially around technology. There have been a few times where we have used a phone call. Um, That is not something we use all the time, and we do note that that happens um, in our notes, in our documentation. There are many benefits to telehealth. For one, it is keeping our clinicians and our clients as safe as possible, especially during COVID. It, it's one of those things that we wanted to still be able to offer a seamless service without being concerned about overcleaning, overbooking, not being able to see as many clients due to cleaning and just making sure people stay as safe. We have many clinicians in the office at a time sometimes and monitoring and seeing what all they touch, um, you know, how how long we've been in the same space, how close we are. Um, Our office is not giant. And so really making sure that everyone has the safety is necessary. And so that's why a lot of clinicians have chosen to stay telehealth i also love telehealth because i think it adds to the flexibility of many people's scheduling it offers this opportunity to book during a lunch hour to take um, and yes you can do it in your car i've had many people do their sessions in the car Um, i actually prefer the car because it's a lot more isolated and you have a lot more opportunity to talk a little bit more freely rather than sitting in your office um, cause we still want you to have privacy during, during the session. Um, and another is again, they don't have to commute to our office. Uh, we are 30 minutes ish outside of, um, out of Kansas city. Uh, we're, we're not super far, but we're far enough to where at a five o'clock hour or an, a lunch hour, it might be uncomfortable to get there. And so we can definitely see more clients, in a more comfortable, not as stressful situation for sure. Oh, I had a hard time getting here. I had car trouble, those kind of things. Also, if you are sick, it's a real benefit to be able to be there and meet some of your mental health needs. If you have, um, of course, the energy to do so, and we can still check in. This is where we often do 30 minute appointments with clients if they prefer that. And we can, again, just check in and make sure they're taking care of themselves and give them a lot of validation as to what they're going through. Another benefit of telehealth is I find that I can get to resources really quickly if I need to and screen share with the client. And we're able to pull up um, multiple visuals and, and things that we've definitely created throughout COVID and be able to share those as a teaching experience rather than Um, let me find this let me make a copy of this can you hold this book and not that those things are bad things it's just nice to have quick access to those things also if we need to reach out and find a resource it's really easy for me to check my list and not having to um, do things between sessions but to quickly draw up or pull up a resource And give that to the client or even send it right away to their email and not feel as if let me get to my computer log in find it often i've used a lot of these resources so much they're so quick and easy to find and it it just makes the process a lot less uh, bulkier and so it's just easier to communicate with those services now we do understand that telehealth while convenient while keeping everyone safe and also being covered by insurance right now uh, in a lot of situations it definitely is not superior to in-person therapy don't get me wrong i think in-person therapy is is wonderful and after doing this for so long i definitely see that they're both as important if not equal to each other i i know that it's hard When you might not be able to find some privacy or you've been in the house for all day long and you're also working from home and there are dogs and kids and chaos. I understand that it's different and it doesn't feel the same yet. I think some of that adds to the experience. It's allowing us as clinicians to see a little bit more of your life just as you're able to see a lot more of ours as well. We have animals. We have children. (laughs) We have stuff that goes on in our lives. And it's wanting to humanize the process as much as possible. Remembering DBT, the clinician and the client are equaled to each other. Uh, Now, one, of course, is the professional. um, And the other one, of course, is expected to still work. (laughs) They are both expected to work. Um, It's still important for us to note that It's not one over the other. There's not a perfectionism that we're aiming for. In fact, realism and understanding how we're all in this together. We're all working through it. I'm not just, you know, telling you the skills. I'm showing you and modeling the skills as well. I'm modeling emotions in the same process. I'm modeling the frustration with my my dogs, right? (laughs) It happens. It happens to all of us. And I think there's some, again, likeness that happens in that experience. Um, I think we're all still trying to figure out how much longer we're going to be doing telehealth. I'll be honest. I think we're going to be doing this for a long time. Um, It's been so nice that the insurance companies have finally said that this is a way for us to reach people who are not in uh, the big cities, but in, in rural areas. What's wonderful about any clinician who has a license in Missouri or Kansas or whatever the state is, they can practice throughout that state. And so I can see someone in um, St. Louis. And I know that's a big city, but they're across the state from me. I could see someone in Springfield. I could see someone in, I can't think of any, uh, Harrisonville. Um, There's so many other places that are small that might not have a ton of, of therapists who specialize in DBT or have a lot of options. Um, for therapists and so the beauty of that is yes you will not see your clinician in person yet you will get to know them and you will get to be able to experience the skills Uh, and so we're able to reach a lot broader um, uh, amount of people with telehealth being approved and we're also able to give more more resources to those who might not have known in the past we try our best to market to small towns and let them know that we're here and yes for telehealth and it feels a little weird at first but once you get started it's really it's really easy and it feels like it it just feels like a normal conversation and yet you're talking through and you're working through stuff that's that's in my heart and learning some skills at the same time the other benefit to telehealth is um, a lot of insurance companies have decided to, uh, of course, pick up some of people's copays. So, I mean, that's that right there should be something that I wish that they would tell more of their clients, and and their of course subscribers, but really reach out and see if maybe your insurance is covering the full rate, if not all of it, or maybe it's just a ten dollar copay for you. And just figuring out maybe this is a good year for me to start things and it not feel as much of a financial burden. And I feel like sometimes finances is one of the big things that get in the way of people actually reaching out for help. Um, They're scared of how long or how much or how often. and, And this is a way to cut down. And I will say it feels as if we are going through a mental health crisis right now. Um, We were definitely going through one last October, uh, October, November, especially around the election, and there were a lot of things just hitting all at once. Uh, So I I don't want anyone to feel like they don't have the resources. Remember, summer can be great for some people, but fall and winter can be really hard emotionally for people. So this is the time to check, cope ahead, this is a big skill right now, cope ahead talk with your insurance company and see if they're going to be paying still for some of those copays and, and work from there. I am still curious as to how a lot of people are still questioning the use of of, um, of telehealth. I think oftentimes they are fearful that they won't find a quiet space. they still don't have the time. That's okay. You are what we are called in the pre-contemplation stage. You're still thinking about things. You you want to change, but you're not quite ready yet, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Oftentimes, it takes just us to be in that pre-contemplation stage for a while before we decide I want to do something different. And it can be scary to reach out to therapists to even know if they have openings, if they're taking new clients, and And we get these questions consistently, especially if you're reaching out to us from psychology today, are you taking new clients? Do you have any openings? This is why we're really trying to promote Meet Monarch. They are a piece of simple practice. We are not partnering with them yet. Sure. Hope we do one day, but we really like how you can go on, find a therapist in your area and see their actual openings and, and you can book with them right away. You can see what they specialize, and you can see if they're taking telehealth or in person. There's lots of different information, but you know right away, and it saves you from reaching out to clients or clinicians and saying, are you taking anyone? Do you have any openings? Does this even fit? Do you take my insurance? All of those initial questions. Um, I think that's, that's hard for a lot of people to begin with. The other thing that happens, and this is a real, um, a bummer sometimes, but whenever we have clients who start off at telehealth, and I will say there are certain clients that are just not a good fit for telehealth. And, and so this is where we do a lot of assessing, evaluating, and oftentimes clients really do need that accountability, that in-person, and they need, they need, um, to, their safety is really an issue, right? Uh, or there there might be some uh, logistical issues as well. Maybe you don't have strong internet and you just can't get a good connection. Or you just you keep having to go to public places in order to get good internet. And, and again, that's not HIPAA approved environment. And so <laughs> our best situation in order to have the best telehealth appointment is... I mean, first of all, making sure you have great internet and that you have a good area that you can talk freely and not have anyone bothering you at all. The other is um, really making sure that you have privacy. So oftentimes we tell clients to have earbuds or earphones so that people can't hear what's being said back and forth. Um, the other is to uh, not just a quiet space, but um, making sure that if you aren't in a place where you're alone, that again, you, you can at least talk freely. So putting a sound machine or turning up the TV in another room so that people can't audibly hear what you have to say. Uh, the other is to make sure that you have a good charge on whichever device you're utilizing, and, and what I mean by that is it really stinks when your device dies in the middle of a session and then you're just like, what do you do? Cause then you have to wait to get plugged in and then reach back out to the clinician and, oh my gosh, rebook it. And just, it's a, can cause a lot of what we call therapy interfering behaviors. Um, also having a lot of friends or people in the same room that that's not HIPAA approved. We, we tell people that it's your appointment and you can bring people to your appointment. And there's a caveat there, only if it's therapy related. I mean, just because your friend is over and you're hanging out does not mean that they also need to be a part of your therapy session. That's not good therapy. Uh, That's not gonna be you open and the clinician for you to be able to talk about what's going on just because they don't wanna break HIPAA, right? Uh, The other is just to check your email, check for instructions, make sure you know your your audio works and that um, all is good it's it feels a little convoluted yet we're just shifting we're just making a shift here and we've been making this shift for a while and I'm super impressed with the resiliency of my clients and how kind they are to be uh, we're all very understanding to the fact that this is actually working better than we thought and, and it works out to everyone's advantage, right? So remember, this is just some resources and some advice to help you uh, to be more invested in telehealth and to give you more options to see therapists. Remember, this is never a replacement for therapy. We do want you to find a therapist in your area. Like we said previously, you can use Meet Monarch and find a therapist who is in your area or taking telehealth. Um, And you can still use Psychology Today. We do love them a lot. Uh, They are a great resource. We're still referring people to Psychology Today if they can't find anyone on their insurance. And again, you can always use your insurance company, reach out to them, give them a call. Oftentimes things like Cigna or Blue Cross, New Directions, they will have people like con- concierge services where they will help you find therapists in your area who have openings so that you don't feel burnt out on having to continually make phone calls and find someone who works for you. We want you to get help. We want you to get the help that fits you because remember, you've got to find the right fit of therapist. And so we we want to make sure that all of these resources are provided to you. If you need any help, please reach out to us to findingmiddlepath.com or find us on any social media at Finding Middle Path. And we just thank you so much for listening as always, and just know you are loved and I will talk with you soon.